I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Hey everybody, welcome to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. You're listening on WXTK 95.1 or on the iHeartRadio app, or you're following us on our social media pages. And if you aren't doing any of that, you need to. Just go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire, and then like and subscribe and comment if you want to be a part of the discussion. We'd love to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. So we want to engage you in discussion and get the conversation started so that you, if you are a new gun owner, you can start to see how to be a responsible gun owner. We have lots of questions already rolling in on the chat, so we will get to those. Boy, has it been a crazy start to 2021. You know, all the people who were hoping for a calendar turn to bring peace and unicorns and, you know, the Care Bear rainbow stare and all that good stuff are sorely disappointed right now. But that's the way it goes. I didn't have high hopes that a simple change of calendar year would make a giant difference into everything we've been seeing. And I was not sorely disappointed as optimistic optimistic as I was that it might happen. I wasn't disappointed that it didn't happen. I was not surprised in the least. We had crazy week and uh, hopefully things will settle down and we will get back to as normal as we possibly can. But I think as gun owners, we are in for some big changes. The Democrats will most likely be in charge of all three branches of government for the next two years at least. And hopefully there's enough Democrats that don't, you know, take the hard line against guns and will not just go party line without some serious debate. And the Second Amendment can largely be untouched for the next couple of years. But if we take what the Biden administration, incoming Biden administration is said they're going to do on face value, then we very much have a lot of big changes coming down the pipe. So hopefully not, but, you know, I'd rather talk about it and prepare for it than sit here and put my head in the sand and pretend it isn't going to happen. Let's hope and pray that, you know, things don't get worse, that this is the low spot and that we have onward and upward to look. So anyway, we'll get to some of your questions here. Um, I know you guys have a lot of questions. Things have been extremely vigorous and brisk at the gun store. There's lots of guns being sold, lots of people looking for ammo, which is still in short supply. And it seems like it's getting worse before it gets better. So hopefully it starts to turn the corner and people start getting caught up, ammo manufacturers. Uh, we have one guy on the chat who says, Please explain the shortage of ammo and dispel the government hoarding lie, which is absolutely true, Mr. Fix-It. Um, it is not because of government hoarding that we are in an ammo shortage. It is, however, because of 
the perfect storm. We have an election year, which always has leads up to, you know, ammo or gun shortages on when we have the possibility of a anti-gun administration going into power. We had, remember back in the spring, we had uh, lockdowns, extended lockdowns, and, you know, people were thinking the worst from if you're locked down for a long period of time, lose job, lose income stream, and people get desperate, and how do you defend yourself? Um, so there was a a lot of people kind of stocking up and hoarding uh, ammo. And then there was all the new gun owners. And estimates are close to 9 million new gun owners in America. That's substantial. 9 million new gun owners in America. So that, you know, has a huge impact because out of those 9 million gun owners, they're buying ammo. They have to get hollow points. They have to get training ammo and whatnot. And so they are they are purchasing then during the lockdown a lot of the companies that manufacture ammo were were shut down for a period of time were not able to um were not able to uh manufacture not to mention the whole source the supply chain itself got broken worldwide globally because of the global pandemic and you know the shutdowns and lockdowns so when you had this supply chain issue and manufacturers couldn't get product, uh, especially when they were locked down and whatnot, and this all happened at different times, going all the way to China in the, you know, late last year, uh, I'm sorry, beginning of last year, uh, late 2019, and into, you know, early spring in Europe, and then right into America in March, April, May, and so. You had companies like Remington who couldn't produce a single round of ammunition because they were in a state that shut them down because they considered them non-essential. And yeah, so you couldn't get it. So the perfect storm was people who wanted to defend themselves with uh, firearms coming out, buying guns in mass. The people who already owned guns and, you know, use guns for recreational purposes are using them and buying ammo at a higher rate, the supply chain being broken, and then when manufacturing finally started going again, they couldn't keep up with demand. We had companies uh, like Hornaday and Federal, and uh, we had Norma. Norma and Hornaday specifically canceled our entire February order, which was a substantial order of pallets of 223, 5.56, 9mm, um, you know, defensive ammo, training ammo. And that all just went right down the tubes when they canceled our order because they knew they couldn't fulfill the back orders. So that that really hurt. But that we were just one of the small pieces to the big puzzle. And, um, you know, it happened to everybody across the board. So now you can't get ammo uh, because they're still trying to fulfill back orders from six, eight, nine, ten months ago. And it's just going to take time for them to ramp up. They're putting on factories. They're putting on third shifts. They're, you know, still having trouble getting supplies and primers and, you know, all that good stuff. So that's what we're looking at. It is definitely not a uh, government conspiracy and buying up all the ammo. It is absolutely... Um, 
good companies trying to put out ammo and they just can't keep up because they don't have capacity most of which they are running at full capacity they've hired new staff they've put new machines on they're working three shifts and that's the way it goes it's just it's not gonna get better for a while so anyway um how do i feel about carrying one in the chamber versus aircraft loading daryl has a question here on the chat and uh, Daryl, I believe that if you're going to carry a gun for defensive purposes and you are uncomfortable having one in the chamber, then you need to get some training. You need to seek out competent handgun training and then get a good holster, which completely covers your trigger guard. And uh, once you get some good training in, then you'll see why you should carry one in the tube. So uh, I'm not a big fan of you know, the Israeli carry where you don't have one in the pipe and you are going to rely on your ability to chamber around before you get your first shot off. I believe that defensive shooting under the definition is a counter ambush. You didn't know it was going to happen. It surprised you. It's chaotic. It's outside of your control. And it's dangerous in which you need to shoot your gun. All right, that's the definition of a dynamic critical incident. So if you're going to be counter ambushed and feel like you can chamber around and get your shot off in the amount of time that you need to get it off, I think you're, you definitely need more training. You need to do a little more research. Um, the worst case scenario is you got to get that gun out of the holster on target and press the trigger. That's why I don't even like thumb safeties on my carry guns because... I don't want to have to train that much harder to be proficient with the gun with a safety as I do just coming out of the holster and shooting. So anyway, we can talk about that a little more on the other side of the break. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, your host. We'll be right back. And now it's time for the adventures of CGW, champion of Second Amendment rights. CGW, can you help me get my firearms license? Of course, sir. Sign up for a license to carry course at CapeGunWorks.com and start your journey today. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. But keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. All righty. Welcome back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire, where we talk about guns, freedom, the Second Amendment, and everything self-defense and gun-related that comes across our desk or in our shop, and we answer your questions. So join this discussion and go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire, and you'll be alerted when we're going to record. So 
Thanks so much for joining us. So let's get to some of your questions. Uh, we have a question here that says, Hey, Toby, what are the mass compliant AK variants that take AK mags? That's a great question. Um, there's only a couple that I know of that take AK mags. Number one, you can get AKs that are pre-banned. They're made prior to 94. And we get those from time to time. I might have a couple coming in soon. Um, I don't have any in the store right at the moment, but that's the easiest way to get it done. Then what I think you're referring to is some guns that we had in the last few weeks, which was the M&M M10X. It's made by M&M Industries and uh, not to be confused with the chocolate or the wrapper, but um, it's uh, M&M Industries and it takes AK mags. It is a perfect little hybrid of an AK and an AR. It's definitely not an AK, that's why we can sell it, but it has a real nice monolithic rail on top, so um, you can add sights and scope and you know thermal and lasery things and flashlighty things to whatever you want to do to it. It has plenty of rail, um, and it takes AK mags. It is a piston-driven gun, but it's much different operating system than the AK and whatnot. So it's a great gun. We, Whenever I see them available, I buy every single one that I can possibly get my hands on. We haven't seen those in a few months since I placed that order. I placed that order probably a month and a half ago. They came in probably two weeks ago, and they sold out in a matter of days. So that's the one that you're probably referring to. Um, I can't think of any other one except the CMMG Mutant. The Mutant is another one that's kind of a cross between an AK and an AR. And uh, I haven't been able to get my hands on any of those in a while. But those do take AK mags. And they're great guns. They run really well. So I would say, you know, look for the M&M M10X rifle. And when we get one, give us a call before they sell out. So Josh is asking... He's looking to purchase an AR in the near future and found one available for an, an active police officer, not a service rifle, but it has a threaded barrel, bayonet lug, and movable stock. All right, Joshua, so that's perfectly legal for you to buy, and I'm going to put a big asterisk there because it needs some modifications to the gun before you can take possession of it. So as the police officer who owns the gun knows his rights are still fully intact here in the state of Massachusetts. And so he can buy free state guns like the AR-15 with the evil features like bayonet lugs and movable stocks and threaded barrels and all those things that make it an assault weapon. But you being the lowly serf and peasant that you are, Josh, you aren't allowed to have those evil features on your gun because therefore it makes it into an assault weapon. So what I would recommend is have that police officer bring it to a shop like ours or another shop around, shave off the evil bayonet lug, pin the evil movable stock, pin and weld a, a compensator instead of a flash hider onto the barrel so that it's no longer, no longer evil. And then he can do a face-to-face -face transfer with you. We can help you with that, but um, that's basically how it'll work. And it is legal for you to purchase and own, but you got to do those... Uh, do those modifications or else it is a felony. So if he's real handy, he might be able to do it himself. If not, just bring it in. We can do the compliance work for you. So anyway, that's the way it works. So um, 
HK question. Can you legally buy and own an HK USC 45 rifle in mass? And have I ever fired one? And what is my opinion on it? Well, Joe, yes, the answer is absolutely 100% legal for sale in ownership here in Massachusetts. We have sold many of those over the years. I have them on order. Um, I get them in from time to time, and I am always surprised that they are one of the slower-moving rifles that we sell as far as modern sporting rifles are concerned. As far as a pretty cool gun made by a wonderful, awesome company, it's it's all that. It checks those boxes, but it just is a slow mover. So sometimes we have them for a couple of weeks. They're not cheap. They're like fifteen ninety nine or something like that. And uh, But you're absolutely able to own it in Massachusetts. I have fired it. It's a great gun. Um, we have a HK UMP submachine gun here at the shop. So I've fired that more than the USC, but um, and I kind of prefer the UMP over the USC. Sorry. Uh, sometimes being in this business does have <laughs> advantages, and that's one of them. But... Other than that, I, it's not like I own it, the store owns it. So, um, But the USC is the civilian version of the UMP. It's a 10-round capacity. It's a fixed stock instead of a folding stock. It has kind of a thumbhole, sporterized stock. But it's a great rifle. It's a pistol-caliber carbine. It's 45 ACP. And what's not to love about it? It's fun and awesome and cool to shoot. So if you can find one, get it. And uh, we have them on order, but they're highly allocated items. Maybe we'll see a couple more throughout the year, but we're not going to see a lot of them. So Davey's saying, I need to buy a SCAR 17 before they get banned. And I hear you. I feel your pain, Davey, but uh, I'm not going to see any of those anytime soon. I would highly recommend you call and get one of the SCAR 20s that we have in stock. And a little less work to comply with... Uh, with you know making a mass compliant compliant than the scar 17s but they are a little bit more readily available and i have a feeling the price point has a lot to do with that it's almost a thousand bucks more than the 17 i think the 17 runs between 33 and 3400 and the scar 20 is right about 4300 bucks 4350 or something like that but it's the designated marksman rifle it's the long-range, you know, semi-automatic 308 that FN makes, and it's pretty sweet. So you won't be disappointed if you want to get it while you can. So um, there you have it. Uh, David saying, what are my thoughts on uh, <clears throat> what will be the scope of their online gun parts sales, how they can ban unregulated piece of plastic, or in some cases, pins or springs? That's a great question, David, and I'd be just you know, speculating. And frankly, I hope to God that that whole part of the plan never comes to fruition. What he's talking about is uh, part of the Biden plan was to ban all online gun sales of parts and guns, period, which I don't know where that leaves like Gun Broker and uh, Guns America and these online portals that sell guns online. Even if you buy a gun online, people might be rolling over, you know, steering off the road right now because I just said you could buy a gun online. But if you do that, it still has to be mailed to a federally licensed firearms dealer. There's never a case when, where you can buy a gun online, it ships to your front door, and you just, you know, unwrap it and go about your business. 
That is a thing that was banned many, many years ago. Used to be able to buy them out of the Sears and Roebuck catalog and have them delivered to your door, but that's no longer the case. And now it has to go to a FFL dealer or in some cases an FFL that is a collector of curio and relics and the gun must be 50 years or older, older for that to happen. So anyway, um, but the whole banning online gun sales and, you know, parts of guns for sale is crazy. So I think that that'll hopefully get tanked pretty quick. I can't imagine that actually going through, but God only knows what the road, you know, what the ride we're in for here. It's going to be a rocky road. So let's see. Um, Number one, I'm kind of new to this. Number two, I don't, uh, I know some can be hard to conceal, but my point is about the folks concerned about having a round in the pipe with an autoloader, consider a double action revolver. Um, all right. Since this is the second question in the first two segments here about having a round in the pipe, there's definitely people who are concerned about having a round in the pipe. The problem is, if you are concerned about that, there's a couple things you need to understand about how guns work. Number one, guns don't go bang all by themselves. They have to be 99.9% of the time, they have to have the trigger pulled to the full rearward position. And we'll talk about this more on the other side because I think it's an important point to get across. So. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. And now it's time for the adventures of CGW, champion of Second Amendment rights. CGW, can you help me get my firearms license? Of course, sir. Sign up for a license to carry course at CapeGunWorks.com and start your journey today. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. But keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. All right, welcome back. I'm Toby Leary, your host of Rapid Fire. I co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and if you want to be a part of the discussion, don't forget to go to capegunworks.com slash rapidfire. Click on the link there, and you can get signed up and be notified whenever we're going live, and we would love to have you be a part of the discussion. So like, subscribe, and share all our videos on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all wherever else we're trolling the interwebs these days, but um, that would be great. So... Before the break, we had a good question about, you know, someone who's new to carrying a gun, and they said, if you're really nervous about carrying one in the pipe, shouldn't you just carry a double-action revolver? 
And that's a complicated question because, number one, the advantage of having a semi-automatic pistol is the fact that you can, generally speaking, hold more rounds than a revolver, and you can reload it much more efficiently than a revolver. So there are people who still carry revolvers. I carried one, you know, from time to time. Still like the revolvers. I'm not poo-pooing them. I, I like them as a gun. But for me, I want the best tool for the job. If I'm using it for defensive reasons, like I'm going to carry it for defensive purposes, I want the best tool for that job. If you're in construction, you can debate about whether a Makita Impact driver is better than the Rigid or the Milwaukee or the whatever other brand. But at the end of the day, there's no one screwing in screws by hand anymore with a screwdriver, right? So you're going to get the best tool for the job. You might use a the Mossberg or the Taurus or the Smith & Wesson or the you know SIG or the whatever other gun you choose. But frankly, getting a gun with as little encumbrances or levers or switches or, um, you know, that make it harder to shoot, the better off it is. And a modern striker-fired gun has certain safeties built into the gun so that um, uh, carrying an empty chamber or using a thumb safety becomes obsolete. So... This is my only problem with SIG in the 365 and the 365 XL, which I love, and the 320, which I love here in Massachusetts. Their mass compliant versions are thumb safety versions, which I hate. It, I feel it takes four to five, maybe even six or ten times as much training to be as proficient on a gun with a thumb safety as a gun without a thumb safety. And let's think about a thumb safety for a second. A thumb safety is good for unauthorized access to a gun where somebody who shouldn't be touching the gun could accidentally pick it up and pull the trigger, which that's more of a responsibility problem from the gun owner standpoint. Like it shouldn't be where somebody who's unauthorized to access the gun should be able to touch it. So it should be in your safe. It should be in your holster. It should be lock and key under lock and key if it's not on your body so if it is on your body and it's in a holster and the holster completely covers your trigger guard then you can't get at the trigger to inadvertently shoot it if you take the gun out of the holster a thumb safety if it is truly a safety then it's keeping you from doing something you shouldn't be doing with the gun in the first place. So it's reinforcing bad behavior with the gun. So it only helps you when you're pulling the trigger on the gun when you shouldn't be pulling the trigger. So that's what a thumb safety is for. Frankly, I would much rather try to work with somebody, and anyone who's taken a private lesson from me knows how uh, important this is to me, but trigger finger discipline is much more important to me than having a thumb safety. I would much rather somebody be disciplined with the finger and keep it somewhere other than the trigger. Our very first safety rule that we use here at Cape Gunworks is keep your finger somewhere other than the trigger, preferably on the seam between the slide and the frame. And that's the only way to ensure that you're not going to inadvertently pull the trigger if you're startled 
or if you're some surprised in some way because we have a grasp reflex built into our you know fabric of our bodies it's a survival positive that is there meaning if something's in our hand and we're startled we will clamp down on it that's why when the deer jumps out in the road in front of you and you got that steering wheel in your hand what do you do you grip on the steering wheel and you counter steer so the same thing with a gun. If you have your finger on the trigger and you're startled, you'll probably cause a negligent discharge. We just talked about that could have been what happened at the Capitol this week in uh, Washington, D.C. But all I'm saying is it's just reinforcing bad behavior. So I would to God that uh, SIG would get the guns with the without a thumb safety tested for Massachusetts and even if they had to go to a 10.5-pound trigger pull, I would rather that without a thumb safety than a thumb safety with a light trigger pull. But I'm probably just a small ripple in the big pond, you know, when I'm trying to change Sig's mind about stuff like that. So anyway, I think we've beat a dead horse on that. So if you're going to carry a gun, make sure it's ready to go and you got a round in the chamber. If you're not comfortable doing that, seek out some competent training. There's a ton of good video online. There's a ton of good content online. You can come here. We'll, we'll set you up with some uh, good instructors. Take a class. Take a private lesson. Listen to this show. Educate yourself. That's all I can say. All right. Um, <laughs> I got somebody in the chat saying, any idea where I can get a 40-millimeter grenade launcher? Asking for a friend. Uh, sorry, we're fresh out of those, Conan. I won't be getting those back in stock anytime soon. Unfortunately, that would be kind of fun, but you know what? You got to concede some ground somewhere, I guess, um, as much as I disagree. But anyway, can you build your own AR-15 as long as you make the buttstock fixed, pin and weld and muzzle brake, blah, 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 or use a 10-round fixed mag? Yeah, if you have a uh, lower that is a post-Healy lower, it was after 2016, and you have a lower and you want to build it, you can definitely do a fixed 10-round mag and build it up. If you get a fixed mag lower from one of our other gun stores or our shop or whatever, you can definitely build that into your own flavor of AR-15. Um, if you have a pre-94 lower, they do exist. They're kind of like hen's teeth, but uh, you can get them. Those are very expensive, but if you manage to find one of those, you can actually build it in the pre-band configuration. You don't have to have it pinned and welded and fixed mag and no bayo lug and all that good stuff. So, um, Let's see. Do we recommend any blogs or websites or actual magazines that come to your home in the mail for a new gun owner to become more familiar with all things concerning shooting sports? That's a great question, Terry. And um, yeah... I'm a subscriber of the, I, I recommend you become a premium subscriber of the Personal Defense Network. Um, you can also follow a lot of YouTube channels. Um, but as far as specific to the shooting sports in general, um, if you become a member of the USCCA, you will get a magazine sent to your house automatically. I would look into that. Um, you can also, if you're a member of NRA, you know, any of the NRA uh, you know, if you're a member of the NRA, you get to pick which magazine comes, you know, the Concealed Carry or Armed American, excuse me. You can get uh, the American Hunter. You can get, you know, a couple different publications from them. Um, but those are some publications I recommend. I like the one put out by the USCCA. And uh, then I would, 
recommend you check out the PDN. There's tons of content on the PDN network, Personal Defense Network, that is free, and you can pay like ten bucks a year to subscribe. It's worth it. There's video. There's uh, there's blogs. There's you know articles and pictures and all kinds of good stuff. So there you have it. Um, let's see. Good questions, by the way. Um, just joining now. Do I have any nine millimeter ammo that you, so you can utilize the firing range? Well, Bill, uh, we do have some ammo for people who want to shoot on the range, and we also have um, some uh, ammo if you're buying a gun. So, uh, but we don't have ammo, nine millimeter ammo for sale. So, um, yeah, there, there's that. Hopefully, we'll have some more pretty soon. But anyway. Um, Looks like I skipped someone's question. Let me get back to that. I don't see it. Uh, so maybe type it back in there, Bill, and I'll get to it. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. I don't see it. Yeah, type it back in. It's not there, so unless it got blocked. All right. Well, we'll get back to your questions on the other side of the break. It's definitely fast and furious here at the gun store, and... Uh, Bob says he fear, fears the rest of the United States is about to feel our pain here in Afghanistan, and I hope that's not the case, but let's hope and pray, you know. <laughs> uh, we'll be back after this. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary. And now it's time for the adventures of CGW, champion of Second Amendment rights. CGW, can you help me get my firearms license? Of course, sir. Sign up for a license to carry course at CapeGunWorks.com and start your journey today. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. But keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be me. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. Alexander Hamilton said, Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. We're here every Saturday from 7 to 8 on 95.1 WXTK. We're going to get right back to questions because uh, time is running out with Rapid Fire. It goes quick. So we'll try to get to the rest of your questions here. If not, we'll catch you up next week. So um, I appreciate everyone who's tuned in so far. Like and subscribe and share and all that good stuff. So, all right. When will we see a SIG shipment? I'm looking in my crystal ball right now, Corey, and uh, unfortunately, somebody sandblasted it because it's awful frosted, and I can't tell. Um, <laughs> I can't tell when those are coming in. So I wish I knew, but it's literally, it would be like me looking into a crystal ball that is useless piece of glass because I don't know. The answer is I don't know, and when I ask my rep, 
he says, I don't know. And SIG is not giving out delivery dates these days, unfortunately. So that's the way it is. Uh, I highly recommend you, if you know what gun you want, there's one in particular that you want, you call the shop, you reserve it, and you, you know, just put down a deposit and get it on order and when they come in we give you a call so that's the way it is i wish it was a better answer but that's it um rodrigo's wondering about the scorpion versus the sig mpx um so the sig scorpion versus the sig i'm sorry the cz scorpion versus the sig mpx all right first the similarities Sanders they're both Hansen's. pistol caliber carbines and they're both like 16 inch barrels um and that's about where the similarities end. They're pretty different guns. They both take, I guess this is another similarity, is they both take proprietary mags. The CZ Scorpion mags, I think, are like 20 bucks or 25, maybe 29 bucks tops. And the MPX mags are like 65 bucks. So they're a huge jump in price. Also, the price of the gun, the CZ Scorpion is like a, $1,200 gun and the SIG MPX is like a $19 or $2,000 gun. So they're about seven dollars to $800 difference in price. So you're definitely going to pay a lot more for the MPX. As far as availability, the CZ Scorpion, I get 50 to 1. So I can get 50 of those to 1 MPX. That's just the way it is. Um, we get Maybe it's not that much, but it's at least 30 to 1. I get Scorpions in on a regular basis. I get MPXs every once in a blue moon. And I'm not, this isn't me bashing SIG here tonight. I know I sound very negative about SIG. I'm just telling you the reality of the situation. And I love SIG. I think SIG is probably one of my favorite gun companies out there. I love Smith & Wesson. I love SIG. Um, I've been rattling Smith & Wesson's cage about getting a, pistol caliber carbine that's a non AR-15 for us, those those of us here in Massachusetts, similar to like the Ruger PC carbine or something like that. Uh, the Ruger PC carbine, if, that, if they would mass produce those and get them to us in mass, I, I think it's by far could be the best selling pistol caliber carbine out there because it takes Glock mags and Ruger SR9 mags and it is 600 bucks and it's awesome for the money. It's a takedown. It's this, what's not to love. The price is good. The availability is good. The commonality of magazines is great. And it shoots wonderful. So, But the question was Scorpion versus MPX. So I like the MPX a lot better. It's just hard to get. So it has AR style controls. And uh, so, you know, it's tough to it's just tough to get but Corey's wondering about a PCC for home defense versus rifle caliber I think the PCC is a great home defense um, round because number one it's not going to have the report that a rifle caliber will if you're in a confined space your hallway your stair hall your bathroom or your bedroom or something uh, what what's going to happen when you fire in a closed space you're going to you're going to really rupture your eardrums if it's a you know 556 or 308 so i would rather be shooting a pc carbine for that um so that's something to think about 9 millimeter out of a carbine is going to be a lot quieter than even out of a handgun 
and it's definitely gonna uh, be a lot quieter than a rifle round. So for that reason, I like a PC carbine for home defense versus the rifle caliber. Um, someone's asking what my EDC is. Uh, right now it is the SIG 365. I think the SIG 365 is probably the best gun to come out in the last four or five years. Um, I still haven't seen it knocked off its horse um, as far as that's concerned in my opinion. Um, I think SIG did a lot of good with that gun and uh, I'd like to see them get the no thumb safety version tested for Massachusetts. So um, you're welcome Terry. Uh, she's saying her husband Tom loves her his new shotgun so that's great no problem at all how about a 10 millimeter pc carbine that'd be great i agree that's an excellent uh, excellent uh choice i like the longer range capability of the 10 millimeter i like the increased uh power of it if you were to need it for a hunting application and um so that's a that's a great great way to go and you know even a 40 cal isn't a bad option there was a guy in the shop today as a matter of fact buying one of those uh, Keltec sub 2Ks and we only have them in 40 caliber and he was a little disappointed. We sat there and talked about the nuance of 40 versus nine. And if you have been around the shop any time or listen to any of my broadcasts in the past, you probably know I'm not a huge 40 caliber fan as far as handguns are concerned. But in a pistol caliber carbine, I don't mind it at all because there's lower recoil coming out of a rifle than a, you know, and it's not really gonna, impact your ability to fire your rifle quickly um, so the pistol caliber carbine and 40 cal is a great choice in my opinion because i'm thinking about a rifle that not only is home defense but you know maybe uh the zombie apocalypse rifle where i have to feed my family with this gun and i in that situation i would rather have 40 than nine millimeter um I know I sound like a prepper, and I'm not really per se, but I do kind of think along those lines. Like, oh, what gun would I have to throw in the bag if I had to, you know, go, you know, feed the family because the, you know, <laughs> the grocery stores are burning to the ground or something stupid like that. Hopefully that ne day never comes. But all right, so let's um, let's get back to the s question I skipped apparently. Um, so. He says, hey, Toby, the wife and I are coming to the range this weekend. What's the process steps from walking in the door to walking out the door? Just wondering um, if town of Falmouth employees get perks. Oh, that'd be a wonderful arrangement. But if I did give town of Falmouth employees perks, then the town of East Ham and town of Brighton and the town of, you know, Norfolk and, you know, Swampskit and all those other town employees would be wanting the same perks and I just don't have enough perks to give out. So, <laughs> but the perk is you can come in and when you walk in the front door, you're going to be greeted by a smiling face. That's going to say welcome. And they're going to walk you over to the range and we're going to have you fill out a range safety test. In fact, you can even prepare yourself ahead of time and do it on our website. You go to capegunworks.com if you dismiss the little ammo notification of what we have in stock at the moment, you'll see at the top, there's a tab that says range. And if you hover over that, it'll pop up. You'll see e-form and waiver. You click on that and it'll ask you a bunch of questions. Once you answer all the questions and if you need to know the answer, there's the, the rules are there so you can 
Uh, it's kind of like an open book test. Then you fill out the e-waiver. Once you've done that, you are all clear for takeoff, and uh, we get you set up with a gun if you need to rent one, or uh, we just check you into the range. It's 25 bucks to rent a lane. If there's two people sharing a lane, it's 35 bucks, and you're going to go out and have a, the time of your life, and then you'll be greeted by a, a you know, wonderful staff member who's going to make sure you had a good time and, and do everything he can or she can to make sure you did. And uh, then you're going to take your target home and hang it on the fridge and tell everyone how proud you are and share it on social media and hashtag Cape Gunworks. So that's the process. That's all, it's a, that's all it takes. It's real easy. And we'd love to see you come on down and shoot on the range. And you know what's nice about shooting at Cape Gunworks is it's always 70 degrees. So it doesn't matter what it's doing outside, inside, you know, thunder and lightning, snowstorm, hail, sleet. It's always nice and dry and 70 degrees. So, And it's a beautifully well-ventilated range. So well-lit and well-ventilated. So come on down and check us out. And you're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, and I'll be right back. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. And now it's time for the adventures of CGW, champion of Second Amendment rights. CGW, can you help me get my firearms license? Of course, sir. Sign up for a license to carry course at CapeGunWorks.com and start your journey today. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. But keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. All right, welcome back. This is Toby Leary. I'm your host of Rapid Fire. Thanks for joining us. And uh, let's get back to the questions here because we're quickly running out of time. So uh, we're hearing uh, someone here, Cape Squirt, is saying, uh, just saying good night. And uh, he wants to talk about self-defense carry. Nine millimeter might expand. However, a 45 will never shrink. Um, (laughs) That's a good quote, right? And uh, this rolls back to the, you know, early 90s when 45 was the end-all, be-all. It was the one-shot stopper. And uh, you can still break the internet if you go on certain forums and discussions and even our Facebook page and say, Hey, guys, what's the best caliber for self-defense? Forget about it. It's going to, you know, the debate is going to rage on for decades to come. So the point of the matter is... I like 9mm because I can't shoot 45 as efficiently as I can 9mm. And before all this crap happened, we sold 9mm for probably half the price of 45. So it encourages people to go shoot when they can afford the ammo. 
even to this point, uh, it's still a little cheaper than 45, but ammo prices have kind of homogenized. It's almost the same price for 940, 45, 380. It's all expensive as heck. So, um, but the other advantage to nine is, especially in a carry size gun, is it has a more capacity. So if you take a Smith & Wesson Shield, for instance, a very popular self-defense gun, which is an excellent choice, um, the Smith & Wesson Shield in 9 takes 8 rounds or 7 if you have the flush mag and 8 with the extended mag. With the 45, it's 6 rounds, so you get 2 extra rounds. If you're uh, talking 40, it's 1 extra round. So um, I would say that I've heard all the arguments how 45 is this one shot stopper, but after analyzing, you know, 30 years worth of data, I disagree with it. What takes, what ends a threat? What, how many rounds is it going to take to end your next threat? No one knows. But the truth of the matter is, from uh, empirical evidence called, you know, like uh, actual shooting fights, you know, FBI statistics, uh, emergency room physicians reports, uh, police reports and whatnot. What stops a threat is a multiple shot string of fire to the high center chest. That is the most probability shot that you can take. And so because that's the highest probability shot to take, that's what I'm going to practice for. And if I'm going to be shooting a multiple shot string of fire, then I want to have the most efficient gun to get that done. And I think 9mm holds a dramatic edge over 380 when it comes to, uh, you know, stopping power. And I use that term loosely because I don't want to get down the hole of stopping power being the most important part of the equation because it's not. It is efficiency. How fast can I shoot, get as many rounds on target before the bad guy can kill me? And I can do that better, more accurately, more efficiently with 9mm than any other caliber. Besides 380, but again, I, I go to 9 because it has an edge over 380. But frankly, you open somebody's chest up on the emergency room table, they're not going to be able to tell you whether you were shot with 9, 380, 38, 357, 45, 40. I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but that's the way it is. Um. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Bob says he loves his sub 2K that he bought from us a few years ago. It takes Glock 19 mags, stores easy with the folding. Yeah, they're great guns. For those who don't know, I was talking about it a little while ago. The Keltec Sub 2000 is a little pistol caliber carbine that folds in half for easy storage, easy, you know, backpack carry if you go hiking in the woods or camping or you know. You're going up to your prepper camp in, in the great north woods, whatever you're doing. Uh, Rodrigo's asking if he can carry the 365 XL without the thumb safety in mass. Absolutely. There's no law that says you can't own a gun without a thumb safety. The problem is they restrict gun stores on what they can actually sell. Now, there's gun stores that do a little bit of an end around on that, but um, you know, if you have one without a thumb safety, you can absolutely carry it, own it, shoot it, have it, you know, put it, you know, under glass in the coffee table as long as it's got a trigger lock on it. I, I'm just I'm just saying there's no law that says you can't have that gun or, or carry it. So or any gun for that matter, uh, unless it violates the assault weapons ban. So 
All right. Um, let's see. Uh, the the big thing to ask when you're talking caliber is can you shoot it efficiently and is capacity an issue and how many rounds does it take to stop your next threat? With that being, I don't know. Um, you know, I want to have the most efficient gun I can carry as many rounds in the gun as I can carry and still conceal. So, um, will I ever have 380 ammo again? Haven't been able to shoot so long. You're thinking you should get rid of it and get nine millimeter. Can I sell it online? Well, Marga, um, you can't really sell it online too efficiently. You'll still have to do a face-to-face -face transfer or send it to an FFL dealer. I would recommend holding on to it and just diversify your portfolio. So get another caliber, get nine millimeter, get you know maybe a 22 Magnum revolver, which I I personally, if I was going to go back to carrying a revolver, I would probably get like the Sig 351 PD or the I'm sorry the Smith 351 PD or the 351 Compact. I really like those guns. Um, they're 22 Magnum revolvers. They hold seven shots instead of five, and the um, they're lightweight, small carry revolvers. They don't have as much recoil as 38. And 22 Magnum is seems to be a caliber I can still get. So 38 Special is really hard to find right now. And um, so you know you can take it take it at that. I'm a big fan of the 22 Magnum. And uh, I would get one of those. But uh, anyway, that's my suggestion. Diversify your portfolio. Don't sell your gun because you're having trouble finding a specific caliber right now because it's ebbs and flows. We might get 10 cases of 380 next week. Who knows? And then we'll be out of 9mm for another three weeks. Who knows? So um, just I would just I would just try to, um, you know, hold on to what you got. Maybe diversify a little bit. You know, if you got to sell the lawnmower or something to get get a different caliber gun, I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I can suggest. So, um, let's see. Um, how do I get an AK-47 in wood furniture? Well, you're gonna prepare to pay a steep price. Um, AK-47s. I actually have a Polytech Legend underfolder coming in. And that's like the creme de la creme of of AK-47s. But it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> when you see the price, it's going to be sticker shock. It's going to be north of $4,000 for sure. I don't know exactly how much it'll be. But there are some cheaper ones like the Norinco uh, Type 58. We have uh, had those from time to time. The Egyptian Maddies. We've had you know, uh, some of the other... Uh, Mac 90s. The Mac 90 is probably the cheapest you're going to get right now with a starting point of probably about $1,500 with wood furniture. And uh, so try try getting one of those. Um, whenever we get them, they go pretty quick. So um, hopefully uh, you'll find what you're looking for. But that's really what it boils down to is just beating the bushes a little bit. Um, and as a follow-up question, every time you tried a 22, there were a lot of misfires, aren't they all rim fires? Well, Marga, the the 22, you have less likely to get a misfire on a 22 revolver than in a semi-automatic. Semi-automatics can be testy with uh, 22 LR ammo, but the revolvers I just 
uh, mentioned are very reliable and I don't think you'll have any problems with it whatsoever. Um, do you have any SIG 320 fire control units? Um, no, we do not. We have about a hundred of them on order, uh, but we haven't seen any lately. And are they just like buying a new handgun? Yes, they are, except you don't register them with the state of mass until you've built it out as a gun and then it goes bang. So, um, oh, this is a great question. KJ Mack is saying, hey, Toby, what about the LEO exemption question? The LEO exemption is n nothing other than LE officers are not subject to the Attorney General's regulations. So because, uh, you know, they don't, they're not subject to those regulations, they can have Glock pistols and such and such, so on and so forth. But they cannot have a gun that is not on the, or purchase from a licensed gun shop, a gun that is not on the Massachusetts approved weapons roster. So there's no exemption to the mass approved weapons roster for law enforcement. There is a exemption from the Massachusetts um, uh, Attorney General's regulations. So that's it. That's all there is to it. They're subject to buying the same guns that you and I buy, except they don't. They can buy Glocks. That's really the, the big difference. So I hope that answers your question. Hope that answered all your questions. And Rapid Fire is done and gone again. And guys, it's always great to chat with you guys and uh, you know keep the questions rolling in. Let's let's talk about it. Let's uh, see what the next few weeks and months hold. Let's try to make the world a better place. Okay, that's what you and I can personally do on a day-to-day -day basis. We can make the world a better place. So let's let's try and do that. And uh, keep your head down. God bless. And we will see you next time on Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary. Thanks so much.